Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Ross Patrick, author of the debut novel, A New Dark Age. Ross, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Well, if someone listening hasn't yet heard about your new novel, A New Dark Age, how would you describe the novel? Um, so I guess broadly is a kind of dystopia novel. So it's set in 2061. Um, and the idea I, I had behind it was that rather than thinking about a future, which was technologically advanced to imagine one where our kind of civilization, our modernity, whatever you want to call it, has sort of gone into collapse. So, um, the administrative state, you know, what governments do doesn't ever exist. You've got roads breaking up, um, healthcare falling apart. You've also got you know, the sort of background of environmental problems and flooding. Um, and so I was initially kind of inspired by an interest in, in sort of history of the kind of the fall of, of, of classical kind of civilizations like Rome, but, and also reading people like, uh, I don't know if you know, like Gerard Diamond and Eric Klein and what they've written about what causes kind of, um, civilizational collapse. It isn't in the novel, isn't actually in the kind of collapsed state, but it's as you sort of approach these sort of crises that would, would cause it. And so that was the kind of the, the context. And then I just started thinking that that would be quite interesting for exploring the kind of, you know, in inverted commas, it's a bit of a cliche, but the kind of human condition, because it seemed that in a, in a, an environment where the, the civilizing kind of effects of a modern world have fallen away, you'd be able to see the human nature um, in uh, a sort of rawer condition, more as as um, the poet Tennyson described it, as red in tooth and claw. Um, and I think I'm particularly interested in the kind of the power relationships between people and the effect of kind of trauma and and how you get through trauma. And um, so that was kind of where I was coming from with it. Does that help? Sure, absolutely. So what was your writing journey that led you to writing and getting this novel published? Um, so I, I, mean, I studied literature at university um, and I went to a place called University of East Anglia in, in Britain, which is probably one of the kind of foremost places in Britain for studying creative writing. I mean, my, my major was literature, but obviously I, I was able to study some creative writing and it's the university where uh, writers like Ian McEwan and Kazuo Ishiguro um, first started writing. So that was sort of, so from quite a young age when I was a student, I was kind of interested in in writing. I guess my grandmother had been a big storyteller and um, that had kind of been infectious. And as somebody that I think probably growing up wasn't particularly outgoing and confident, writing became a kind of a, 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 a way of self-expression. Um, and so from that point on, I just sort of wrote as a hobby. And then about five years ago, I had a basic, had a breakdown, which took me quite a while to sort of recover from. Mm -hmm. And so then writing initially became kind of catharsis. Um, but it became then through that, I became more sort of serious about it and, um, yeah, just continued to write and revise what I'd written and work on it. Um, until such a point that I, that I thought it was, it was, um, worth putting it out there and seeing if anyone thought anything of it, you know? Um, sure. 
And do you think that your writing helped you during that time in your life? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it did. I mean, I think, I think there's a point when I actually sort of had the kind of, the kind of, um, uh, I use the word breakdown, but apparently it's not the, the word you should use these days. It's in UK, at least they talk about crisis or whatever, but right. I think at that point, the noise in your head is just so intense that what you're writing isn't particularly great, but just the process of just kind of like vomiting on a page, if you want, um, uh, it was, yeah, it was, was quite therapeutic in a way. And then that, I think there's something about the, the process of writing, which, which allows you to quite naturally kind of draw these thoughts and feelings out, um, and, and it kind of explore them, but in quite a kind of safe way. Um, but yeah, so I think it, it, it was quite helpful. So are you working on a new novel now, now? Um, well, I've got a couple of things that I'm sort of yeah working on so one is a sort of sequel to a new dark age um so a new dark age is built around um a kind of failed uprising and about how somebody runs away from a a very kind of claustrophobic life and a proposed kind of arranged marriage in a in a sort of backward community in the sticks and and sort of joins up with this kind of um a sort of what becomes kind of failed uprising which was loosely inspired by um uh, an event in British history, English history called the Peasants' Revolt in 1381. So it was very loosely inspired by that. And so the sequel would kind of pick it up after this, after this failed uprising. Um, and again, we'd be using certain events from English history to kind of provide a kind of, a kind of, um, skeletal structure that then the characters that I'm using would kind of explore. Um, so that's a sequel to a new dark age is one thing that I'm working on. And then the other thing is just completely different is, is, um, has the working title of Springsteen slays zombies. Um, but it's actually about the kind of effects of a marital breakup and, um, and the effects on the different people in the family, the people that they know. Um, and then it sort of refers to Springsteen songs being a bit of a Springsteen uh, I, I love the title. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a huge Springsteen fan. Mm. <laughs> the river is one of the greatest songs ever written, I think. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, what was your writing process when you were working on a new dark age? Are you someone who writes an outline before diving into the narrative or do you just start and kind of see where it goes? That's a really good question because I think probably my approach is not what, um, writing schools, et cetera, would, would normally <laughs> kind of suggest. So. I, I find that if I kind of try and map out a very prescriptive kind of outline, I find it quite difficult in a way, A, to think it through in that, in that fashion. So every little detail is worked out before I begin and then sort of sticking to it and feeling that, find that very kind of unconstrictive. So I kind of, I kind of have approach, which is to, to kind of write longhand effectively and to, um, just continually revise and re-edit and rework. And I, I kind of quite like that, that revising and editing process actually. And I quite like sort of having a lot of language there, a lot of ideas there that I can then kind of play around with. So I, I guess it's, it's not, no, I don't really, I, ha, I mean, I have a, an outline, but it's mm -hmm. very, very minimal. Sure. Um, it's more like a kind of direction of travel. Um, and then I just kind of revise it and rework it and revise it and rework it and edit it. Um, so are you editing it. as you go along? 
Yeah, and then at the end, re-editing and re-editing again. <laughs> and, and so, I mean, initially, the, the first draft of this novel had about 170 or 180,000 words. And it's about half that length in the end because it's become more concise. You organize it better. But yeah, so it starts off this very kind of big, loose thing. And then I continually try to work it and refine it and, and work it. Gotcha. Well, what writing advice would you offer for those who are working on their own stories or novels? Um, I, I think, and I think, I think that, yeah, that the idea of getting editing help, I think is, is, is quite, is quite good. Having somebody objective who can give you feedback and then being quite positive and, 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 um, yeah, positive and proactive about actually the editing process to actually enjoy the editing process. Cause I think there's a kind of a, when you have an idea for writing, I don't know, certainly fiction, I think that there's a sense that you, you have this, this, this inspiration, this idea, and you want to get it down. And there's going to be the sense that when you've written it, you, you sort of, that, that's it, that's captured it. And I, I kind of think that, that a positive approach to rewrite, and I would think this is my, this is my approach, but a positive approach to rewriting and editing where you actually enjoy that process of taking apart and what you've written and cutting bits you may like out and, and, and constantly being, I say, positive about the actual reworking of it and revising it, the editing of it. And if possible, getting somebody or people to, to trust and objective and, um, to, to actually give you some feedback so that you get a sense of what you don't see in your own work, because I think mm-hmm. there's a, a slight sense that you, you can know in your head what you're, what you're communicating and the effectiveness of how you're communicating it, you can't necessarily see quite as well. And so somebody else coming into it can, can, can perhaps illuminate that for you. But yeah, yeah to be positive about going back into it and reworking it and again and again and again, actually enjoying that process. And did you have a, a group of people like that who gave you feedback as you were working on A New Dark Age? I had a couple. I had um, somebody who was quite close, sort of, uh, who, who wasn't particularly helpful. I mean, they were okay, but, but they tend to just be sort of supportive. And then, yeah, I had somebody who was prepared to, um, to, to look it over and, and uh, sort of edit it a little bit, um, which I, I didn't really... I the editing thing was quite interesting because I think there was a fear that if someone gets involved in your work and starts taking it apart and telling you this bit's great, this bit doesn't work, or this bit needs changing, or then I think there's a fear that they're going to kind of mess around and kind of, and kind of disturb and, and mess up this, this thing that's very personal to you. And I didn't find the experience like that at all. I found it much more that the editor was coming in and was trying to, first of all, work out exactly what it was that you were trying to communicate and therefore helping you to see this bit, I get this bit communicates well, this bit doesn't communicate so well. And so it's, it was very much about bringing out your vision, your ideas. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd be very positive to any, anybody who, who has the opportunity to, to put their work in front of somebody that has a certain amount of skill. It may be somebody, you know, who's an English teacher or a literature teacher or, a, or just a very wide reader or somebody like yourself, um, who can just come back at them, recognizing what it is they're trying to say, being positive about the bits that are positive, obviously, but also just almost asking questions of what is it you're, you know, trying to do here and it could, would this work, that kind of thing. Um, I found that quite, quite helpful. And 
What novels have you read recently that you enjoyed? Uh, the novel I'm reading right now is um, by a French writer called Nicolas Mathieu, I think. I don't speak French. It's a translation mm -hmm. uh, called Of Fangs and Talons, um, which I can really, really, really strongly recommend. Um, it, I've got it in front of me now. <laughs> it's basically about um, an area of France, uh, I think in sort of Alsace-Lorraine area, which I think would be the equivalent to what I think you call the kind of Rust Belt in America. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those kind of post-industrial kind of declining areas. And it's just about a group of characters living in this. And, and there's more to it than that in terms of the story. It's a bit of a, you know, there's a sort of kidnapping and so on. But, but, it, but importantly, it's about, you know, this guy works at the factory and has to pay for his mother's health care. And, and, and it's just really, really well written. And the characters and the, the dialogue and the, and the relationships between characters are, are really kind of, they feel really kind of strong and real and resonant. And it's, it's just really, really gripping, I found. Yourself? Well, well, where can people find you online if they'd like to learn more about you and your novels? At the moment, um, really the only, the only major social media I've got going is uh, Twitter, which is mm -hmm. at Ross Patrick underscore, I think it is. Um, you put Ross Patrick and I'm sure it'll come up with a picture of my gormless face and somebody wearing a, a Springsteen t-shirt, that happens, uh, <laughs> on picture. So if you want to recognize it. Um, um, but yeah, that's probably the best, best way. And please That's do. great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Ross Patrick, author of the new novel, A New Dark Age. The book is available now, so go buy a copy. And Ross, thanks for doing this interview. Hey, no, thanks a lot for having me on. It's been great. Yeah, absolutely. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.